So a little more on the amendment that is on the August ballot. Uh, We just had a question by a gentleman uh, on the phone. 844-TALK-989 is our number, 844-TALK-989, about whether or not you can still register to vote uh, in this uh, ballot initiative, this special election. I want to be careful what I say because I don't want you to construe that I've been voting and Bruce Hooley said if I didn't register to vote in this special election, I can't vote in the special election. That is wrong. If you have been voting, a better way to say it would be if your voting uh, privileges, because they are a privilege, is current. If it if you went and voted in the last election, you're fine to vote in this one. You did not have to register for the special election. There's no like super secret code or handshake you need to know to get in and vote on August the 8th. If you can vote and have been voting in other elections, you're fine. Conversely, if you've never voted or you let your voting history lapse to the point where you are not currently on voting rolls, then you did need to register by a certain date. A way to check that would be to go on the Ohio Secretary of State website and check your voting status. It would be as easy, I think, as Googling check my Ohio voting status. Uh, So, you know, hopefully you are, if you are in favor of issue one, you're current. And if you're opposed to issue one, uh, maybe you're not current. That wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened from my perspective. But this is a divisive issue. There are a lot of people, constitutional purists, and I'm a constitutional purist. Some, not me, but some, are nervous about the fact that, well, the majority should rule. Well, we are a republic, not a democracy. We don't subject ourselves always, in all cases, to simple majority rule. There are special cases where we require more than a majority rule, 50% plus one. If you want to amend the U.S. Constitution, can you do it with a 51-49 vote in the U.S. Senate? No, you cannot. Can you do it with a 26-24 vote by U.S. states? No, you cannot. It requires a bigger majority. We used to have the same standard when it came to confirming Supreme Court justices until Harry Reid and the Democrats got super desperate and weren't going to get their way on something and threw a double-geared fit and decided they would throw that out. And Mitch McConnell said, you're going to regret this. And they did, because once it was thrown out, what happened? Donald Trump got three conservative justices on the court with a 50% plus one majority. But this, I get, is a very controversial issue. And if you're not a Christian person, if you're not a compassionate person, I understand why you could be swayed by the lies and the heresy that are out there. And if you're going to certain kinds of churches, uh, I also understand that you may be under the delusion that you are doing something kind and compassionate and in line with God's desire when you are, in fact, doing the work of the devil by voting in a way that would allow uh, abortion rights to be expanded in the state of Ohio. Channel 4, WCMH, which uh, their internet address is NBC4I, I I believe. NBC4I, maybe Columbus.com. 
uh, has a long story today about the conflict out there in the so-called faith community. Uh, Holy Family Roman Catholic Church Sunday Bulletin from June the 25th urges its parishioners to vote yes in August and in November to protect life. And it notes in the same story that a few miles away on the opposite end of Broad Street, Jewish congregants at Temple Israel flocked to the streets with clipboards in hand to collect voter signatures in support of the proposed abortion rights amendment. Reproductive, this is a quote, reproductive freedom is a Jewish value, the synagogue's website reads. Okay, I'm going to give you my personal reaction to this. Uh, First of all, I have said many times, and I will continue to say until I draw my last breath, that if you are on any side opposite the state of Israel, you are on the wrong side. Pramila Jayapal, member of the squad in Congress, late last week or over the weekend, referred to Israel as what a racist state or a terrorist state, one of the two. She's a complete fool. Um, I am 100% pro-Israel. Nevertheless, I am 100% opposed to this mindset from this particular synagogue. And I will tell you that uh, as not an expert, but as a student of history, and in particular World War II history, because my father fought in World War II, I am incredulous that any synagogue or any person, not of Jewish, eth- well, yeah, of Jewish ethnicity or of the Jewish faith, and the two are different, they can be the same, but they can also be different, I am incredulous that any person of the Jewish persuasion, ethnically or religiously, would advocate in any way for the extermination of children in the womb, given what happened to the Jewish population, not just during the Holocaust, but at other points in history, continuing to now, when we see, as I demonstrated by Pramila Jayapal's comment, the continued presence of, and I would argue escalation of, anti-Semitism. I see no way to square the uh, visceral uh, hatred I have of anti-Semitism. I see no way to square how a Jewish person who is the object of past, present, or unfortunately future of anti-Semitism could not be sympathetic to the preservation of life. Yet this particular synagogue uh, is at odds with that. I am not shocked. While I am shocked by that, let me just say that I am not at all shocked, not even slightly shocked, that one of the leading cheerleaders for the continued slaughter of unborn children is the heretic who claims to be a pastor and claims to be a doctor, because I bet he can't write a prescription for a headache, Tim Ahrens of First Congregational Church in downtown Columbus. Uh, I'm telling you, without any fear that I am 
the least bit wrong. If you are going through the doors of the First Congregational Church in downtown Columbus for any reason other than to pray for the salvation of others who are in there and that they will repent from their ever-escalating evil in almost all ways, then you are wasting your time. Because Tim Ahrens and the people who follow his heretical teachings are putting their eternal futures in extreme peril because this guy is not at all walking faithfully with biblical truth. Uh, the story says, Aaron's church, here's the, here's the, uh, yeah, I'm not going to read a quote from this guy. Why would I spread his nonsense on my show? It is interesting to me, though, that he's a he's a pastor, right? He's a pastor of a supposedly Christian church, United Church of Christ. Give me a break. And so theoretically, he should be dedicated to the spread of the gospel, growing the kingdom of God. Instead, he says this issue one is a big issue for women and men in my congregation and for teenagers who are asking the question, do I want to be in Ohio? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that drives people away. <laughs> This is the priority that Tim Ahrens has set out for himself as the leader of this uh, group of people. Uh, here's a better question, Tim, for your teenagers to ask and for your women and men, too. Do I want to be in Ohio? A better question is, do I want to be saved? Do I want to be forgiven? Am I walking faithfully? So continuing with the various uh, approaches, different organizations, many of them faith-based or supposedly faith-based organizations, are taking to uh, State Issue 1, the August 8th special election that would raise the standard for amending the Ohio Constitution from 50% plus 1 to 60%. It'd make it harder to amend the state constitution. Is it an overt attempt by pro-life people in the state of Ohio to protect abortion uh, to 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 preclude abortion being expanded in the state of Ohio? Yeah, it is. Yeah, without a doubt. This is what's called having the power and trying to use it. So, good. There's no use in having power if you're not going to use it for good reasons. I think, I think of no better reason to have political power than to affect uh, policies that protects innocent unborn life. There are many people who disagree with this, of course. Because there are many people who are themselves, in their own eyes, God. And they want to decide what they want. That's what their priority is. It's very interesting. The left is supportive of policies that would charge a drunk driver with two counts of murder if they drive drunk and kill a pregnant mom. They would charge that drunk driver with two counts of murder. And they would have no problem with it. And it's somebody on the left. Because you killed the mom and you killed the baby inside the mom. But if the mom drives to an abortion clinic on her own free will and murders the child inside her via an abortion, she drives home, according to the left, with no consequence. And I'm not advocating that we charge expectant mothers who abort their children with a crime. I'm advocating that we do a better job of 
pounding the table for the truth that abortion is the murder of an innocent unborn child. Uh, When you ask somebody uh, who is visibly pregnant, uh, what are you having? They will tell you either a baby or a boy or a girl. Those two answers are interesting, are they not? I mean, they don't say, I'm having a clump of cells. No, they don't say that. They don't say I'm uh, engaging in an exercise of reproductive rights. They don't say that. So to couch the argument as an exercise in reproductive rights or uh, it's just a clump of cells until when? When exactly? When is it transformed from a clump of cells into a life? I don't know. Don't know. If a pro-abortion advocate uh, was, let's say, a farmer, and they went out and they planted a field of corn or wheat or oats or soybeans, and the night they planted the field, you entered the field and you sprayed the field with a toxic chemical that killed everything in the ground. Did you kill a clump of seeds or did you kill their wheat, oats, soybean, or corn crop? My guess is if their uh, livelihood depended on it, they would say the latter. But they don't want to make these logical applications to the life inside a mom. And some people are just choosing to avoid this altogether. Uh, The Catholic Conference of Ohio, which represents bishops leading Ohio's six Catholic dioceses. According to their executive director, Brian Hickey, they are staunchly opposed to abortion. Good. And they are sending out literature about the ballot initiative in November. But uh, Mr. Hickey says they are not taking a position on state issue one because it does not involve moral content, a prerequisite for Ohio's bishops to take a stance. I disagree with that position. Ohio right now allows abortion up to 22 weeks of pregnancy. That's because we have one activist judge in Cincinnati who uh, alone has overridden the will of the people through their elected representatives, which enacted into law a heartbeat bill that would outlaw abortion beyond six weeks. So how many infants have never gotten the chance to breathe Because of this one activist judge, who is, I've said before, a serial killer. Because his decision has made possible the murder of innumerable kids who otherwise would have lived. Uh, The Catholic bishops in Ohio, as I said, are sitting out state issue one, but they are on record saying they are against the abortion rights amendment, as is the state convention of Baptists, Ohio which is affiliated with the conservative Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, Then on the other hand, we have the Council on American-Islamic Relations, which has not made a position on abortion clear, but is urging its members to vote against Issue 1 to, quote, protect the rights of Muslims to update Ohio's Constitution. That's a nonsensical position. As is that of the National Council of Jewish Women and their whack-job co-chair, Tracy Grinstead Everly. She is the co-chair of the chapter's Reproductive Rights and Health Committee. In other words, the Let's Murder All the Kids We Can Committee. 
Tracy Grinstead says one of the goals is to change the misconception that those who are religious are anti-abortion, which couldn't be farther from the truth, she said. Oh, wow. I thought, my mistake. I thought Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But turns out Tracy Grinstead Early is also, according to herself, the arbiter of truth because she says that people who are religious, which is definitely not the same as being someone of an authentic faith, that it's a misconception that those who are religious are anti-abortion. Well, it's not a misconception, Tracy Grinstead Everly, that those who are walking faithfully with God are anti-abortion because they are. The Bible says the devil has been a murderer since his youth. It was his tool uh, against uh, Israelite children, which, interesting, is it not? She's the co-chair of the National Council of Jewish Women. Is she not aware of uh, what happened to uh, the babies when Moses was born? Unless maybe she's missed that whole application to the abortion issue. And I know, of course, as given the fact that she's Jewish, uh, she would not recognize Jesus as the Son of God or as the Messiah, uh, but that was also the attack of uh, Satan through King Herod when Jesus was born. Murdering children has always been evil. It has always been motivated by Satan. Child sacrifice and other methods, whether in the name of some uh, phony Mayan religious celebration or whether done to allow sexual promiscuity and uh, mitigate the inconvenience of having the child that you uh, are carrying because, what, you're not ready for it or it'll delay your professional dreams or whatever. Uh, You can modernize it and couch it in any kind of term you want to. It is still child sacrifice. It is and always will be evil. And no amount of lies from Tracy Grinstead Early or Tim Ahrens or the Council on American-Islamic Relations changes that truth.